0: Whew. Yo, what up? This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go. Excuse me. <laughs> this is the last episode of the year, the last episode of the decade. It's a trip, man. It's really a trip to think about, because uh, I've been trying to figure out what i wanted to talk about on this episode and man just i really been looking at my journey over the last decade everything that brought me to this place in my life where i'm at and uh i'm appreciative of all of it um shout out to my homeboy wally he posted a question online What were you doing 10 years ago? And it made me think about what I was doing two years ago, 10 years ago, 10 years ago. And I was trying to get out to L.A. You know, I had just moved back to Houston from living in. Yeah, I just moved back to Houston uh, coming from New Orleans because I just graduated And uh, home just was not feeling like the move for me. So I was trying to figure out how was I going to get out. You know, I was depressed. I was very depressed being back home because I had so much independence and freedom, you know, being by myself and living by myself. So, uh, you know, my mama asked me one time, she said, can you write out a plan of what you're going to be doing in the next one, five, and ten years. And uh, I had wrote that shit out. I wrote it out, and that's what got me out here. You know, if y'all want to know the real secret, that's what got me out here, because L.A. was within my five-year plan to move. And uh, it's so crazy, because I had wrote out two of them, wrote out two plans and I feel like (laughs) I feel like I've experienced both of them cause one of them was you know my reality of how I saw myself moving throughout the world and the other was like this fake life that just didn't seem real and uh yeah man I feel like ten years ago me would be super proud of where the fuck I'm at cause uh Yeah, it was a struggle getting out here, but I was saving up money. And um, shit, I got into school out here. I I went to the Art Institute and uh, ended up out in L.A. in June, June of 2010. (laughs) No, yeah, June of 2010, I ended up in L.A. But uh, yeah, 2009, I was working on that plan. Fast forward I got out here. I was working at Nike. I was shit. Outside of working, trying to figure out my own shit. Um Yeah, man. I I think looking at my ten years, like sexuality has been like a very big part of it. Um I remember being out here and like Sneaking around, meeting guys and shit. And, uh, yeah, those were were really weird fucking times. And um, I remember being confused because I met a bunch of men that were like me, but identified as gay because, you know, prior to coming to L.A., You know, while entering this decade, I was still in denial of being gay. I used to tell myself that I was going to be able to pray it away. I used to try to pray it away. Um, You know, shit, I used to, before going to bed, I used to always say, like, "If, if this is not for me or this is not what I'm supposed to be, Please go ahead and just end my life. That's so crazy. Like, looking back at that, we, like, I've never tried to kill myself. But, yeah, I used to wish that I wouldn't be alive because of something that I had zero control over. I think my biggest lesson in this decade is recognizing that we all go through shit. Everybody. Um but the shit that's dealt to us is shit that we can handle. And we really have to just work through that shit. Um you know, you're gonna smile, you're gonna frown. But I think really <laughs> really making sure, like being conscious and aware that you can you can focus more smiles than frowns, because you're gonna get both, but you know, you don't have to get stuck in the sad ones. But fast forwarding to 2012, man, 2012, I graduate from college, from the Art Institute, and uh, Frank Ocean puts out Channel Orange. (laughs) Oh, Channel Orange had me fucked up because uh, that letter had came out and shit, and you know, he was on there talking about he had been with a man and shit, and uh, Yeah, it fucked me up because I was going through my own shit at the time. And uh, all my friends were, like, very accepting of Frank Ocean. They were all, like, liking the music. And, you know, we talked about the shit and they thought it was cool and shit. And it made me feel... Like, it it gave me some confidence. So thank you, Frank Ocean. Um, You were a big part of this decade for me. (laughs) But, yeah, it gave me some confidence to... To feel like, man, I I could be me, you know. I could be me. So I went through, like, a slight depression during that time. And and it wasn't slight shit. I was depressed. I was super depressed. I was smoking weed every day and not going nowhere and shit. I remember James told me one time... um, he was concerned about me because he he hadn't seen me in a while, and and I didn't even know how to respond to that. And, uh, shit. That same that same year, 2010, the same year I said I was going to move to, no, 2012, yeah. 2012. I don't know why I wrote it down. I just thought it would be cool because, like I said, I write goals and shit. But I wrote down that I was going to meet Pharrell, and I ended up meeting Pharrell, like, right before my birthday. And, uh just recognizing how shit was going and shit and seeing, like, you know, that I could fucking, I could just do what I wanted to do and, you know, motherfuckers out here being themselves and shit, I was like, fuck it. I couldn't go in, I couldn't be fucking, (laughs) I, I couldn't be 26 and still, like, you know, struggling like with being me and shit and um after my birthday maybe like a week later i came out and uh told my sister first just because fuck that was the only person i i felt like i could just be all the way open with or that i at that time in my life i probably was the most open with um yeah and we talked about it and she made the process very easy just telling me how she would stand with me and shit like that and um yeah that really that really helped me out a lot it made me feel like fuck anybody else that didn't care cuz i got this one person that's willing to ride with me you know willing to ride with me through all this shit and um after that that just became like the process of just coming out and uh yeah that that it was it was a process like I just not that I had to tell anyone but I felt like I needed the people that I loved and I cared about to know because I wanted them to know me I felt like they didn't know me and they and you know as as I look now like yeah they they knew who I was at that time but there were there were parts of me that I needed to be more vulnerable with them to see in order to find comfort within myself. It wasn't about nobody else. It was really about finding comfort within myself. And, um, man, my, my friends, I I was blessed, man. I'm really blessed because I've, I've heard some really fucked up stories, but, uh, I was blessed that all of my friends and my family really supported me in everything I was doing. And, um, so appreciative of that i appreciate all of y'all so much and uh it really makes me yeah it, it really it really shaped me to become who i am you know um i was telling someone that black men have probably made me feel the most comfortable with my sexuality and i know that may sound funny but it's the truth. Like, my friends have built me up more than how's it going? My friends have built me up to be confident in who I am and authentic, you know, because they accept me for who I am. Um I I have a love hate relationship with the gay community because I don't feel like I get to be myself or I am myself yeah that, that's more so what it is I am myself and it it always isn't accepted you know there are people that try to put, you, put me in a box for you know being myself because I don't fit in a box and none of us have to um, that's really what I be wanting people to understand like you can just be yourself and that's okay. And thank you. You know, thank you to all of the men that have helped me become comfortable with that with who I am. Um But yeah. So, you know, moving on, um I get in my first relationship. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know this was going to be a gay journey episode, but shit, that that has been like the biggest the biggest thing that I have had to shed the most layers of throughout this decade and, you know, just kind of recapping this shit is showing me where the fuck I am, where I've been, and I'm so appreciative. Um, I I appreciate so much myself as well, you know, um, but yeah, getting my first relationship and that relationship was probably the most difficult and no diss to that person, you know, because it's it's still love. It's is is all love. But I think I was in a place in my life where I was looking for someone to teach me something, show me something, and this person had all the work for themselves to do on themselves as well so i think we both we both were you know kind of just living off examples of what we were taught and it didn't work we like we really didn't have shit in common like let me just be real we didn't have much in common i'm very go with the flow in a relationship this person was very <sighs> Shit, strict sound like a parent word, but yeah, this person, like, this dude reminded me of my parents, and it used to scare me because it was almost like the parts of my parents that I didn't like that felt and seemed so toxic, those were the ones that that I was attracting, and, oh man, yeah, I remember the first time I cheated, and... I was, like, so fucking sad. I was so sad. I felt so bad. But I got away with it. And I continued to do it till I just kind of became numb. And then till for myself, it was like, fuck this. I can't fucking, I can't do this, you know? Like, at this point, it's not hurting this person. It's hurting me, you know? And, um... Yeah, I just couldn't do it no more, and I felt free when I got out of that re- relationship. But shout out him because uh, I had a lot of learning to do, and I'm sure he did too. And I and I hope I hope that he has learned everything that he needed to learn because <laughs> I learned all I needed to. Um, yeah, after that, dated a lot um dated a whole lot um yeah hooked up a whole lot and shit yeah that brought me to my last relationship that and what's so crazy is every time i've met a dude that i was either dating or talking to he kind of like He kind of showed me where I was at in my life. Um, I would say that's one of the biggest lessons I ever learned from, like, everybody I dated, because they really showed me, and it was actually after the fact, but... (laughs) But every relationship showed me, like, I was leveling up because, like, that first one was just so tough. You know, the one after that was, like, a little better, and then the one after that was better, and it just kept getting better till this last one, and it was fucking amazing um shout out to Eric a yeah, really dope guy really amazing person um very thankful to have experienced Eric like he he taught me how to love myself cause I really didn't have a whole lot of love for myself and he constantly built me up encouraged me and all that shit and um Yeah, man, I really appreciate that. Uh, But we broke up. Yeah, I know I'm jumping around a whole lot, but that's like the most significant things to me. But we broke up. um, And, you know, I'm appreciative of that as well, because I feel like I had some real healing in my life that I really needed to do. From my past to just basically to catch my past up to my present. Um, In August, I got taken advantage of. Um, I got violated by a friend. And, uh, yeah, man, I didn't know how to process that shit. I really didn't. Um, I was intoxicated when it happened and... You know, he took advantage of me. And uh, he made me feel like I did something wrong. So, you know, but it didn't feel right. So I felt like I had to tell Eric because, like I said, I've I've cheated in the past. I know what cheating feel like, but this ain't feel like that. And, uh, you know, it just showed me, man, if you do not – If you do not properly love yourself, you can end up being around people that are fucked up and people that, you know, I don't know. It it, it really fucked me up because, you know, this was a a close friend. So this was somebody that, yeah, I did feel safe uh, going to his place because I've been there before and nothing happened so you know yeah it's fucked up man it's really fucked up um definitely felt a lot of shame a lot of embarrassment um a lot of fear you know I I had hung out with friends after that and I had drank a little bit and I was fucking scared I was scared that something was gonna happen to me and you know, I'm I'm doing my own work with that shit. Like, it's funny. I'm in therapy again. And I feel like the first time I went to therapy, which was around the time when I first came out, um, first time I went to therapy was to deal with just shit from the past to catch me up to this point. And I feel like in in those sessions, I was dealing with a lot of what society did to me and what you know, what happened like as far as like my feelings towards my family and shit like that. But I think what I'm doing now is doing the work for what I feel like I've been through by myself with nobody else there. The shit that I've experienced by myself. And, um, man, therapy really has shown me that I didn't know myself. And when I say that, I mean, all the negative shit that I was speaking into myself, you know, while other people were telling me all these great things about myself, I didn't see that shit. I didn't see it. And um, that's what really fucked me up. You know, during the summertime, I was feeling very alone. And this is 2019, catching us up to 2019. I was feeling very alone. I was working on a children's book. And it was bringing up some shit, you know, some shit that I just felt like, damn, I didn't even know that I was experiencing this or like whatever the fuck. You know, it was a lot of shit that I was dealing with and it was making me very depressed. I was drinking every day and. Uh, I ended up, like I said, hanging out with this friend who was so crazy is and and I'll give you some backstory on this friend because, you know, this was somebody that i was hanging out with for a while maybe a couple of months and then when things just wasn't wasn't working we just stopped hanging out in that way and when i say hanging out yeah we was fucking initially and um but we have been friends for like maybe at least two years like outside of what initially you know how we met but just being, like, platonic friends for two years, and I swear this motherfucker never tried anything, you know, never when I was sober. So it, it, it just – it really fucks me up, you know. It really fucks me up because uh, I was thinking that we was really just friends. And, you know, when I talk to people who have been around this person, they say that they could just tell, like, you know, and and that – man, yeah – very, very people be fucked up out here, you know, and I can't even say you know, I can't even say why like what what would mentally make somebody think it would be okay to fuck somebody while they're they're drunk, you know, but at the same time, it is something that happened, and I had to accept that. And I had to heal from that. And during my time of healing, I, like I said, learned that I didn't know myself. I learned that all the shit that people were saying about me as far as like how they felt about me, all those positive things, I could be those things. I am those things. You know, I'm just not my bullshit. You know? And in that, you know the biggest thing that people were telling me this whole time was to be kind to myself. And I have been taking time to be kind to myself. Like, just as much as I want to be great, I give myself space to fuck up. Not fuck up too bad, but to really not be so hard on myself. You know, it's it's, it's just so interesting the way that... We are taught the shit that is just put into us, man, because I think about, you know, my mama come from the era of, like, you have to work twice as hard as white folks. And she ain't really put that shit in us, but the way she treat herself, you could tell she is trying to go twice as hard at everything that she does. And she's great at everything, but she's hard as shit on herself. And that shit was definitely inherited by me you know so i'm very hard on i was very hard on myself i'm not gonna claim that no more i was hard on myself but seeing what what being hard on myself was digging me into i had to let that shit go i had to let go of being hard on myself because i'm not <laughs> i'm not hard on other people like i give other people the opportunity to Fuck up and be great. So how can't I give that to myself? Some of my friends have not been perfect people. But I still love them. I had to start doing that to me because I could do some fucked up shit and it'll be the end of the world. And it ain't like that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. And where do i go from here (laughs) i keep smiling i keep laughing i keep learning i keep growing you know i feel i feel in a really good place in my life this year have moved very fast but it also has slowed down like you know we in the last couple of days of the year And I feel like I have so much time to learn what I need to learn, to do what I need to do in order to be prepared for this next decade. Man, I appreciate y'all so much for listening. Everybody that has listened to this podcast from the first episode to this one today. Everybody that has bought A piece of merchandise from me everybody that has shared this podcast everybody that just gives a fuck about what the fuck mike brown is doing what the fuck mike brown is saying shout out to alpha man alpha gave me so much confidence with this shit because i remember coming with the idea and just telling him i wanted to do a podcast and he was just like yeah i'm down to do it with you and i didn't even know what that shit looked like you know i didn't know what none of this shit looked like and He just wrote it out with me. And I appreciate that so much. Um, Yeah, man, I appreciate everybody that just builds me the fuck up all the time. I appreciate my family. I appreciate my friends. And I appreciate myself. I appreciate just being here, being able to do this as often as I want to, as much as I want to, as little as I want to. Like, I really feel good in my life I really feel free and that's all I've been looking for so y'all have a merry Christmas happy Kwanzaa happy Hanukkah love yourself love everything and everybody around you take care of yourselves this is Mike Brown and this is the art of of Letting Go. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on whatever streaming platform that it is you listen on. And if we aren't there, let us know and we'll try to get on there. What do you think of the show? Hit me up on all social media at the Art of Letting Go podcast. You can send me an email at theartoflettinggopodcast at gmail.com or give me a call 213-394-2773. And if you would like to support the show, we do have some really cool merch that's out. Check it out on teespring.com. Thank you for listening. Again, this is the Art of Letting Go.